When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. further again there's the potential for like if we got if we got nine points out of these three games with UCD uh, the week after next it'll be and like uh, home or away I don't care where we're playing them, we have to be beating UCD I think oh absolutely you know yeah no there's no question about it like UCD has shown that like they're they're always going to try and play football the right way and they'll, they'll do things in the right manner but if you're not beating them you're struggling yeah Welcome along to episode 58 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Where did it all go wrong? Nine points, we said a couple of weeks ago. Nine points. Uh, we got Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Cat. Magoo is back. How are you, Magoo? Uh, well, yeah, like I said, Sunshine Potter. We we got a point, so I'm back. Full of the joys. <laughs> And uh, Sean Dunn, Sean, with you and me in episode 56, who were on the the, the nine-point train. Harry and Lloyd. I was, ju- <laughs> I was just about to say, Jerry, we've got the dumb hats on this evening. We look, now we look like idiots. Idiots. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Um, like, okay, well, I mean, so we've played everybody now, isn't that? That's the first series of games of three over and done with. Um, really bad taste in our mouths. Uh, towards the end after such a positive start. Uh, like, where do we want to start on this? Do we, will we, have, I mean, have, hold on, let me get my head straight here. Have we spoke, we spoke about the Bulls game in the previous episode, right? So it's just shells, it's just UCD that we need to dissect here. Uh, since it was you and me, Sean, who were. I think uh, we need to dissect a little bit more of the shells and bows as well, considering you were predicting nine points. I don't think we're going to pass it up that handy, lads. Jerry, don't be trying to wash your hands. Don't be trying to wash your hands of... Just because you shouldn't, couldn't show up to a podcast. So you too, Magoo. <laughs> I, I, I said we'd only get one point from nine. What, when did you I say that? that? I remember that prediction. All right, Jeff. Yeah. When, when did you say that? On the pod? No, no, no. no. I wouldn't be daft enough to put any predictions <laughs> onto the pod. He says it in 1994 in a fair with the three fixtures huh. coming up. <laughs> well, I think, um, um, I think, uh, look, we're going to hear some shouts in the shed end in a little while as well. Um, and we've got some really good ones in as well this week. Uh, but the thing that I would take away, not the thing that I take away, but like UCD were our, of those three games, they were the perfect, it was the perfect team to play in the last of the three games because they were always going to come out and play football and they were, they weren't going to shut up shop like Shells did. And what Bulls did to some extent, uh, they were always going to be much easier to break down insofar as they were going to come out, they, like they weren't going to show up to the showgrounds to shut up shop. They were going to do what they always do and try and play a bit of football. 
So, Sean, why could we not capitalize on that? Um, where do you start? Uh, tactically, I think we're really poor. Um, on the ball, started well. First 30 minutes, we thought we were actually okay. We play a few few decent phases of play. Um, get a goal, obviously, which isn't too bad. But after that, I think they get a chance right towards the end of the second half. I think there's about five minutes left in the, in the first half. Sorry. About five minutes left in the first half. They get a decent enough chance, which is just a total lack of con- um, concentration from ourselves. We give them the chance and we fall apart after that. And we never come back into the game properly. We Our heads, our heads fall off. Which is really, really concerning because we couldn't get a, a grip on the game again after that. But in the first thirty minutes, yeah, I thought we were okay. Maybe first forty minutes, I give us. But tactically, I just thought we were really, really poor. The setup of the team was bad. The how we carried out everything was tactically was really poor. Um, and as I says, on the ball again, it was just sloppy at times. Very unimaginative. I, it's hard to put your finger exactly on it, Connor. Like, but it's just right. poor. Uh, Magoo, we haven't heard from you in a long time. Like, do, do you want oh. to talk about the the three games, or do you want to focus on on uh, on UCD? Uh, I'd say, well, what do you see? Like, I I suppose if you're taking, you know, the the, the UCD performance probably stems from the other two games. Do you know the three of them? It's kind of slowly got worse. Like, like Sean just touched on something there. I was thinking to myself that how concerning it is how quickly we fall apart. And it and it ha it started with shells, like where we went out now. Look, I know we don't want to harp back on about the pitch and everything, but for me everything stems from the pitch originally and then it works down. Like I have I was saying that you know the pitch is, is probably stopping us, like especially at home. It's easier to be to be away team on a pitch like that than home team. So the, the pitch is probably stopping us from winning games but it's not not the cause of us losing games that's total lack of concentration and uh, I, I don't want to say desire because I, I I think to have the desire and the work but just concentration and, and doing the basic things and the right things and but it's, it, we looked lost uh, in the shell after Shell scored and Keenan went off we looked lost like we didn't know what to do we're supposed to be a passing team what do we do now we can't pass the ball on this pitch. We're a goal down. We've lost a fellow who scores goals. And it's kind of snowballed after that for me. Where the same against Bowles, once they scored, and as Sean said, when UCD scored, it was the same thing. It's just, we look lost. And that's the most concerning thing for me is the, like, that's where you need your leaders, both on the pitch and on the sideline, to step up and change it. Like, you see UCD the other day, and we all thought UCD are going to come, they're going to play ball, they're going to let us play ball. How many long balls did UCD play? Like, I don't know if this is the way they've played since the start of the season or whether it was just tactically because of the pitch. But their keeper and defenders went long an awful lot. Jack Keeney, I don't know how many times, got the ball side on from his fullback and just dropped it in behind our fullbacks every time. And I don't understand why we can't do the same. Why are we plodding around with it in the midfield when we know we're not going to be able to play? Like, we lost, the second goal came from us trying to play football out from the back. But I do, I disagree with that because I'd say we were hitting, we play way too many balls that we try to drop it in behind 
particularly from the likes of Buckley in the centre half position. I would if I would I would well, it's say too, that it's too tra- far. I'm saying, Conor, when we get the ball in midfield like Jack Keeney did, we're we tend to we'll go back or we'll go sidewards and we'll try and keep ball. We'll just drop it in and then hem them in. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in hitting from the centre half because it's too long and too easy to read. If you just drop it in behind them and then play a second ball and play in their half. Jerry, uh, you're well, just, just, on, just on that, um, just what McGee was saying there about dropping the ball in. Um, like our equaliser against UC, UCD um, and Bulger looks to play the ball back towards Buckley and the crowd in the, the, the main stand get on yeah, to him yeah. and he, he he knocks it forward. He drops it in. Mata gets his head on on the ball and UCD keeper has a rush ahead, to, blood, blood to the head and we scored a second goal. Like... But look at Jerry, that, 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 I, don't, I, like, I think you need to take, look at that in isolation. That was, you know, that was... Uh, but that's that's coming out of the back of Magoo's point where we're passing sideways or we're pack, passing it backwards. Like we're losing the game 2-1 with, with a few minutes to go. Do you not like do you not like fucking put the ball up and take yeah. a chance? Well, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But in, in that instance, I don't know who I met was it Buckley who I presume Pinocker had gone up for that free kick. Like there was eight Rovers players in the UCD box or there thereabouts, and Bulger did shape to play the ball square to Buckley. And there was a, there was, yeah, you're dead right. There was a roar out of the stand saying, what are you doing? And he looked up to the stand and then he humped it in. But I think like that's a, that's a free kick. It's a dead ball situation in, in. But the in, mindset though, the mindset. Was yeah. Oh yeah, back absolutely. Back yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jerry, do you can, think. Can I go you, back to the original question that you asked? Yeah. About, um, which was. Oh, I can't remember now. Well, can I can I ask you? Do you, do you think that it's it's like a mental thing now in yeah. players' heads? Hundred percent. I think, and that that's actually one of the points I was going to make. I think if you go out and um, just what McGill was saying there, there about the pitch, right? And I think it does stem from the pitch. Um, and I think if you go out to the pitch with doubt in your mind, you might as well not go out at all. Don't bother. Don't bother going out in the pitch. If you're have doubt in your head, you're beaten before you go out in the pitch. No matter what. Um, level of football you play or what sport if you're playing table tennis and you go out right this fellow's going to beat me or geez I don't fancy the colour of this table or I don't fancy this table there's no point in it uh, but Jerry loads, loads of people go out without Lo- loads of people go out without you know. do they? yeah geez not not mind, mindset you, you have know. to go to win the game you have to be taking yeah, you have to be positive if you're yeah, yeah, football, yeah, what's yeah, the point? yeah you have to be positive but I, I, I do I think that I think that um, yeah, look, I, I, I take your point, um, but I would say that, um, you know, they're, they're, I would say it's kind of, I feel like there's like, it's endemic now across the team and that's where the problem is. You know, if, if there was a couple of players who were, you know, you have players who were coming in for, if you have players who are coming in for their first couple of games or they're inexperienced, but I suppose you couldn't say that's the case with uh, our current squad for the most part, um, certainly not our, our starting eleven. But I would say that there's going to be situations where, you know, your the mental state is not going to be as strong as it should be because of situations like we find ourselves in where, you know, we fail to break down shells, we struggle against bowls, we have an opportunity against UCD, and when we get into the UCD game, we've got the, you know, we've got the, what's the term like the, the wobbles or the the, you know, we're just not 
we're just not 100% where we should be like we were four or five games into the season, like, you know. But it's but, not very surprising. Like, how how is our, the confidence so brittle after the start we've had? Yeah. Like, that's what I find. Like, you know, we... we but it's, what, we it's going like, back to what you said, Miguel. It's, it's about the pitch. It is and about the pitch. Like, I, that's I think what all the talk is about. And, like, where is that coming from? Like, the fans are saying, right, right, let's, you know, let's get on with it. But that's where leaders have to come into their own uh, and experienced players. And, um, you know, like, it is what it is. Let's suck it up. Let's do the best that we can. Let's just cut out the talk about the pitch. Just cut out the talk from the management, the coaches, the players. Right. Draw a line in, draw a line in the, the literal sand. Okay. No more talk about the pitch. Just go out and play the game. Play the game for what it is. But isn't that easy for us to say? It's easy what? for us to say. We, yeah, it is easy for us to say. It is ah. easy for us to say. But what I would say, but what I would say is if you look at the two goals, Sean, that, that UCD scored the other night, um, they were they were very similar goals insofar as uh, I can't remember who it was who played the ball into Whelan for the first goal. Carrigan. But you've appeared who Carrigan. Carrigan. So you've appeared you, Carrigan is running through. But, ball but it's also but Connor, those are two goals are I don't want to take too much away from UCD's first goal because I actually thought it was I thought the ball was excellent from Carrigan and the finish is top class oh, from Whelan. Yeah. But it's so preventable. Yeah. That goal but, but, is but hold on, before we talk about how preventable nobody tackled, nobody engaged. No. But 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 here's here's a midfielder who's marauding through the middle of the pitch on bear in mind pitch. he's a left midfielder. Yeah, on a pitch in the show. And grounds. he's coming in through the center of the pack. But and he's, he plays a ball on the deck into into Whelan, yeah. uh, who takes a, takes a strike and goal. And similarly, I don't know who it is who comes through the middle of the center midfield for the second goal, but it's a similar situation. Nobody tackles him, but he's still a midfielder running through ball at feet and plays a pass. And the the fellow who receives the pass scores. So here we are. Here, here's a team with the ball on the ground, running with the ball at speed, passing to their, their lads in their own team who balls on the deck. Yeah, it's bobbling around a bit, but they're kind of getting on with it. And they yeah, score two playing, goals. They're playing on the break, though, Connor. It's, it's totally different. It's totally different than. Play, you've more you have more margin for error on the break. You can you can take your bad touch because you've no one around you. If you're if you're the home team and you're trying to play against a packed defence, yeah, the ball has to be moved quickly and it has to be one and two touch to get around that packed defence. And you can't do that on that pitch. But in fairness, that's, McGill, the, whole, that's the whole issue moved, we're having. UCD moved the ball quick, and and yeah. and Whelan actually had two touches before he got a shot off. Yeah, he's just from his right and nobody engaged him. Yeah, I but know what, that, Joey. But what I'm saying is, like, because that's because they're playing on the break, so there's less fellas to engage them. If it was up the other end of the pitch, we have nine or ten men to go through. But UCD didn't play. That's why we should no, be. I don't, think, we there should was, be I don't think they were as packed as what you're. But, but UCD were. didn't play five across the back like yeah. Shelburne did. That's why we should be. Mixing or six it up, across the back, you know. Is what I'm saying, but like, but yeah, but that's but that's as I said earlier, the UCD game is the snowball effect after the other two games. It's all said by the time we get to UCD, we're we're shot altogether, like confidence wise. Like no I one could. can try and no one can try and tell me, like we've had five home games, we've won one of them, and we scored five goals from two players compared to away from home. We've got nine or ten goals, is it, from six different players, which yeah. shows we're creating more chances. We're better on the break than we are at home. Trying to, even though we want to be like a possession based team, we can't see the break teams down. That have a packed defence at home, and especially in that pitch. But our like second, 
But Magoo, our second biggest win is at home against Harps. It's 3 0. Yeah, but I don't know what it's 3 1. Sorry. That's not a normal Harps team. Like, it's like I, Ollie Horgan's going through a midlife crisis or something. <laughs> the way he set up that night. Yeah, but, like... but no, but we still play love. But all those goals are actually really good football. They are really good football. Yeah, it is good so, goal. Like, so, like... it does, so I think that's where, like, I do agree with the pitch to a certain degree, but also you got to take away that excuse. It can't be used yeah. all the time. Because you look at the last three games, we have 13 shots on target. In the last three games, that's fucking horrific against three of the worst teams in the league. Like if we're going to use that, can't gonna, be acceptable. Yeah. If we're going to use the pitch as an excuse, we might as well just give up now. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I totally agree. My point is, on that pitch, you we can't play it. That's the point. The why we we should be doing something different. We should be trying to mix it up. We're not going to be able to play our our football against a packed defense say, on a pitch like that. But I would say we're not in that. I would say we have tried to mix it up in the last two games. I think we have played a lot of balls into the channels. We've tried to we've tried to look for the wingers in behind. Gary Buckley played it all the, the whole game against Bulls. That's what we constantly try to do is turn their centre halves. Again, against UCD, we tried it as well. We tried nipping it in behind their right full all the time. Yeah, down for Charles Ring. Their right full. And it didn't work. He had a great reading of the game. So he had, I forget the last name. He actually had an excellent game. And... Um, and we kept trying that, but it didn't work. We didn't come through the centre enough. I think if you look at our midfield uh, two in Bulger and McDonald, the separation between yeah. them and Jordan Hamilton and the two wingers, uh, it's, it's like the River Nile flowing through the side. Yeah, like there, there's, it's there's a, absolutely there's, ridiculous. And I will say, and look, I'll probably get pelters for saying it, and I don't even like saying about that. I don't think Greg Bulger is fit at the moment. I think he's sitting way too deep. I think he's overcompensating. I don't I think he doesn't want to get caught in behind. Yeah, we're essentially playing five of the back. But, you, but Joe, during our bar, bad period last season as well, it was the same. He was sitting way too deep and we yeah. said that at the time. Yeah, yeah. there's, four, there's 40 yards square yards. We don't 40... need five against, in the back against UCD. No. Yeah, or anyone at home. There's 40 square yards in the middle of the pitch yeah. where there's no Slager Rovers players. Yeah. And that's what I said before. It, was like Gary, it reminded me of Gary McCabe. Yeah. He but, wanted to be a quarterback. He was taking but, the ball... Three, he was standing three, four yards off the centre half, collecting it off him, and then trying to knock it wherever. When there was no need, the, the, if the centre back could do that without, I just without think him having to do it. I think Greg has maybe been rushed back a little bit too quickly than he needed to be. I think, uh, you know, you look at him in the Pats game; he was brilliant that day, and that was one of our best attacking performances so far this season as well. He doesn't play against Strada, but like that, McDonald and Morahan are pushed up. And it's the same against Harps. And that's where we score goals. Once we keep it congested in the middle of the park and we add that energy, we're brilliant. And that's that's how our play works. When you separate the midfield like that and you separate Jordan Hamilton from it's the... Biggest. Yeah, it's simple, Jerry. There's so yeah. much room in between. And that's, you know, that's how we're losing out on all these second balls as well. Yeah. Because the ball is coming in, there's space in between and, the, and opposition midfielders are coming in between, nipping the ball and we're caught on the break all the time and we're under pressure. And it's Dragon, it's Dragon Buckley, it's Dra Dragon Pineacker out of positions as well when we're caught like this again, when the numbers come against us. It's just, it's a bit of a mess all around at the moment. And that's something, that's on Liam Buckley as well. Mm -hmm. Liam Buckley has to get that right. And that's, I don't think it's fair to constantly have a go at the players saying, oh, they've been shite, they've been shite, they've been shite. I've, sa I've said it's important, I have been pouring the ball. But Liam Buckley has to take a certain amount of responsibility. Because oh, he's setting us up. Yeah. Uh, the other thing as well, Pinecker wasn't great against UCD. He's played a lot of football as well recently. He's done a lot of traveling. Um, he probably, I, I mean, I don't know, but he probably could have done with, uh, he probably could have done with sitting out maybe one or two of those games. 
Um, he was tired, very tired against UCD. And I think you could see, even see it mentally, he was tired because even for that goal, for the first goal, he yeah. doesn't pick Whelan's run. Whelan comes off him way too easy. He doesn't follow that run and he's too late getting to him. And that's Whelan has the opportunity to adjust from his right to his left foot before finish. Okay, look, we're going to talk a little bit more about the game after we get our shouts in the shed end. Uh, you can get them in on 0858159767. Uh, record a short voice note and send it into that number, 0858159767. Former Slagger Rover striker Donna Oates did just that, as did Shaw from America. How are you lads? Donna Oates here. Just, um, as I say, I just want to get a point across, I suppose I was making on, on, on Twitter after, after tonight's match. And it really is just, you know, I've watched, <clears throat> I suppose, Liam's teams since he's been here. And, um, and I often, um, you know, I often say, as I say, it's very seldom we go out and hockey anybody. It's just not, it's not what Sligo Rovers do under, or under Liam Buckley. Um, and it's no surprise to me that we don't create an awful lot of chances. Although in saying that, you know, we look at tonight and it's 2-2 draw against UCD. And of course we should be beating UCD at home. Um, but, you know, again, you kind of look at, um, and I'm not blaming Lewis Banks, geez, he, but, you know, there's a, there was a great chance there at the end, at 2-2, where, you know, he's, he struck the ball along the ground where maybe he should be picking a spot higher in the net, and we win the game 3-2, and while we're still giving out, it's it's at least just three points on the, on the goal. But you go back over the last two games, you know, I look at, I, not even the last two games, go back over the last two years, if you want, and it's just, for me, it's the lack of of uh, of um, problems we cause the opposition keeper. Um, you know, in terms of of um, you know really really making them work hard. You know, earning their money if you want to call it that. Um, and for me, that's that's you know, for me, it's, it comes from the tactics. I don't I don't necessarily know what the tactics are. You know, we, we, we do knock it round at the back well, you know, seems to go into the wingers, um, but it tends to come back, you know, maybe a little less so tonight. In fairness, we did try getting one-on-ones and, and getting crosses in, and, and it made for a, certainly a more exciting spectacle, but in general, we don't do that. It does tend to be a far more measured approach. Um, again, you know, I've often said it, I would not want to be a, a, a centre-forward playing under, under Liam Buckley. Uh, certainly as a nine and um, because basically you spend your days you know running around the pitch which is absolutely fine no problem doing that but um the the the, the quality that comes in is is just non-existent and and it comes from this whole necessary to this patient build-up play that that he obviously you know is is what he does and maybe has earned the right to do that over his career and that's again i have absolutely no problems with that but you know for me when things aren't working out, there there is no plan B. Substitutions again. I know it's a, we all have our opinions on Liam subs. Um, they seem non-existent, and even when he does do them, it's 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 you know there's no time to for impact. There's a lot of things, I suppose. Um, but just about tonight, really about tonight for me, it was a case of you know I don't think you fault the lads' effort. You know we've conceded two poor goals defensively, which we don't normally do. But, you know, we're normally prone to one mistake, which we got punished certainly the last two games. Um, but to be fair to the boys at the back, we're not normally we're not normally that sloppy. Um, but again, I think you have to credit UCD. I don't think they were actually 
half as bad as as, as maybe we were expecting them to be. They were they were actually quite at it. Um, but I but I think it was said, and in fairness, it was said on Tuesday night. Any team that is added against Liger Rovers, give themselves a great chance, and 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 that's probably something we need to knock on the head by by going a bit more gung ho early and and maybe getting a lead and being able to to be more comfortable in the matches. But anyway, listen, as I say, we move on. I made the point. I think come the end of the season we'll be okay. Um, but I certainly wouldn't be with. I think other people are kind of lacking or, or send the team lack effort and stuff like that. For me, they don't. I don't think any player crosses that white line and doesn't give 100%. Although, you know, we all have our opinions on our favourite players and and, and, um, and see it the way we see it. But um, as I say, for me, I don't think it's ever that. Um, but I would question, you know, what it is being, what is being done Monday to Friday on the training pitch in terms of 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 making us create chances and... Uh, and become obviously a bit more of an attacking um, um, unit than than we currently are, and that's I suppose um, where I'm at on it. And um, as I say, first time caller or, or, or WhatsApp or whatever ever want to call it, um, but you give me my toppings on it. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. This is Sean from America, and that was awful again. Uh, a week ago, we were looking at three games against teams who had a collective total of two wins between them. And we came out, out the backside with one point. That's totally unacceptable. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, they're the, awful. It's just awful play. Uh, everything awful. Frankly, we were lucky to come away against UCD with, with one point instead of uh, losing that game as well. So uh, Liam's got a fix something. I mean, everything, really. Um, Gary Buckley, for me, needs to sit out the next game. He's been awful the last four games. Uh, something's not right with him. Um, so, something needs to change. And we got the next two games on the road. And So, I don't want to hear nothing about the pitch. I don't care what it is. Nothing should be said about the pitch. Everything is down to the players and the style that we play. Hopefully, then turn around up the Rovers. After shouts for the shutdown, you can get them into 085815 I didn't say at the top of the show that um, we are sponsored by the White Hag Brewing Company. And uh, also coming up, uh, I should have mentioned at the top as well, um, uh, Ronan Flanagan speaks to uh, our Sligo Rovers uh, women's team's coach, uh, Brendan Fitzsimon, uh, about uh, the season so far. And um, we do have to hold our hands up. It's been said to me a few times now that we haven't um, had enough uh, attention on um, the women's team. And uh, yeah, we'll admit that we haven't. And um, we hope to put, start to put that right anyway uh, on this episode. Um, so we hear from uh, from Brendan. And um, so, yeah, that's coming up. Okay, so that was your shouts in the shed. And um, great to have Donna Oates, who has been at the cold face, so to speak. Uh, he's a former Rovers player. Um, played under Jerry Cassidy, I think, uh, around 2000. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Donna says, well, he, he covered a few things. He was, he was, uh, he wasn't willing to put lay too much blame on the players. Um, but he did say, and I think it's something that we probably all agree with as well, is that when the chips are down, and this is, we've said this on the podcast before, when the chips are down and we're faced with a problem, we, we really struggle and we probably always struggled 
under Liam Buckley to display that we've got a clear plan B or alternative um, approach to a game. Um, and I think, again, that's been laid bare, uh, you know, particularly against Shelburne, uh, where they, they stacked the defence and um, we just could not, there's just no way we we're going to break them down. And, you know, again, against UCD, as I said at the start, you know, for me, it was an opportunity for us to get back in the swing of things because they were going to come at us. There was going to be a bit of space. Um, but we continued to just kind of keep playing the same way for the duration of, of the 90 minutes. Um, I don't think any of us can would, would disagree with that. No. Um, no, definitely not, Connor. Um, especially when we're isolating our number nine as well. Mm. Yeah. Completely isolating our number nine. Wingers aren't offering us anything really they should be offering us an awful lot more especially in a 4-2-3-1 the system we play it relies on the winger has been very effective throughout the game it does but but Sean to that you need an effective central midfielder in order to get the ball out to the in order to get the ball out to the wingers and and I would say as well, you uh, know, well there, there's no there has been no in the last couple of games anyway there's no evidence of the fullbacks getting outside of the wingers even no I and Great point because I completely agree with it. And I like I'm going back on what I was saying already is the the separation in between the, the midfielders and the attacking midfielders. But you know, it's, where it's leaving Hamilton isolated as well, where he can't feed off then to feed it out wide. But it's a great point on the on the fullbacks as well, because even with McCourt, I haven't seen him go by Fitzgerald lately. I haven't seen him overlap him, haven't get, he's has, not has given it that ever really, has, has it ever really happened, all lads? Has that ever really happened where our fullbacks overlap? Not really. Oh, McCourt, look at, I mean, well, McCourt was flying last year. With, yeah, McCourt with definitely. Overlap. And, and, yeah, and, and Banks has done that as well in the past. Yeah, and Banks has been excellent at it as well, but they haven't got beyond them. Not, 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 not enough, in my opinion. But our, our Banks is more inclined to cut inside, I suppose. But you don't, you just don't see them in advanced positions. Certainly not over the last number of games, anyway. You know. No, I, 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 I would, I would tend to agree. I, I look. The only time you ever see Banks uh, scoring goals or McCourt, which I don't know, has McCourt scored for us? No. Um, it's from set pieces. Yeah. It's not from open play, not from overlapping. How many assists have our fullbacks gotten over the last couple of seasons? If you were to break it down. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more on the on the tactical side of things. Um, you know, we, we, we don't ever see a change, an obvious change of tactics you know, mid-game or with, with, you know, 20 minutes to go or whatever it might be. And, you know, Donna, again, speaks about the subs. Although, I suppose, at the start of this season, we saw Liam Buckley be proactive or more proactive than we had previously when he had, you know, he'd make three subs with, you know, half an hour to go or maybe even before that. And I saw that as quite a positive thing, that it was uh, recognition of the depth of our squad. All of a sudden, now our squad doesn't look as deep as we thought it as it was. Um, you know, I, I don't know if 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 you if you'd agree with that point. Well, I would, to, to be honest with you, just listen to what you're saying there. You're 100 right in whatever you're saying, Connor. But it feels like Groundhog Day. It feels like the same day this year. It feels like we were talking about the same thing this day last year. Yeah. So, so I'm going. No why, plan B. Why... Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to ask Magoo, why, 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 how, how are we in the situation where we're having the same conversation as we have in previous seasons when we should have a squad that's so much more deep, that's such, so much more deeper, more experienced, 
but I think we do though. Like it's it's all to do with the tax confirmation and, and the style of play. Like it's you know, some like we were talking already, like sometimes you have to switch it up, you know, be it because of the pitch or be it because of the opposition or you know, you're chasing the game or whatever like that. But I think we do have I think you just have to trust the the bench more. Like like for me, I think just take Shamey for an example, Shamey Kyo, like I don't think he's getting half enough game time. Like I think it's at home, especially against the likes of Shells or Bows, teams that want to sit in deep that are compact and are are not affording much space and we can't seem to someone like Shamey who wants to play on the half turn and can see little balls down the side of defenders and in behind fullbacks and stuff like that. That's the type of players you need on the pitch for 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 games like that or for you know the last at least the last 25 30 minutes of a game like that to try and unlock a defence and you know it should it should, it should be thrown on earlier and stuff and I so I do think we have the squad it's just about trusting them probably and, and giving them more game time do you know look at Paddy Kirk when he comes on every time he comes on he looks sensational like so do you know why not give him a start or bring him on like Pat, like Paddy Kirk would be well able to come on even if he'd come on and left wing like he and he did with Joffrey no problem so I think the strength is there the depth is there Better more than it was in the last couple of seasons, definitely. But even why, why we're having the same conversation about it, I don't know. But it's, it's for, as far as I can see, I think it's there anyway. But even like you're right in what you're saying, Magoo, especially in regards to Shamie Kyo. Uh, you like you look at the other night against UCD, he comes on, he's our most positive player on the pitch at that point. So he is, he's excellent. But our off the ball movement is terrible for him. He's making driving runs, and there's no one making a smart run in behind to you know give him an option. He's running into dead ends because there's no one moving for him. We're static. When we should be bamboozling UCD with runs, when you have a midfielder that's willing to drive like that and create space and pull defenders to him, it's leaving loads of space in behind. Make the movement for him. Make things you happen. Think, you think, Sean, that's, 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 that's you the think that's Kinder, though, isn't it? Well, is that why he's not no, playing? No, but you think, do you think it's also a consequence of, of playing so long, we'll say, as you say, without somebody doing that, Sean, if you know what I mean? So if yeah. you're the left, if you're the left winger, the right winger, you know, if you've made the run, forty yeah, times it hasn't after, come. And the left winger and the right winger only yeah. joined us this season as well. Yeah. yeah it's no. like, so maybe it's the tactics. It goes back to the ta- It's not about it's ingrained in the the players because the players are only you. But it's, yeah, that's true. It's it's clear where that's where the tactics are coming from, and that's what they've been told. Like yeah, again, it's it goes too back static. to yeah. Well, you keep her shape. Don't do anything like you know, like Liam was on the on the show with us before, and you have to play a certain way within the first two thirds. Yeah. The, the third third, you can do what you want. Yeah. So I don't think it's coming from. I don't think it's ingrained in the players. I think it's coming from the manager. Are, are we going? That's to... why. That's why someone like that at home, especially, is like you can you see just what you're saying there, Jerry. Like the the first two thirds have to be kept to keep the shape and discipline and all that and then the final third you can do what you want that's why we're so effective away from home yeah in my opinion because when we break quickly we have more we have that freedom where where we break we're in the final third quickly and there's the fellas joining up and you know we have that license mm-hmm. whereas at home we're, we find it hard it's, it's, it's obviously we can't break quickly we're so much down and then there's not them lads to well, well maybe that's where plan B comes in and there is no plan B um, yeah and like, if you look at our, say, over the last three seasons, you know, we probably should have a better return on points at home than what we have. But maybe we don't have that because we don't have the plan B and we're not able to change it up. 
and we're not we're, you know obviously a team away from home is going to sit in and if we're doing if we're disciplined within our first two thirds you know you need to be a little bit more expansive um, and I hate to say it and I hate to go back I, I, and I never mentioned Paul Coop but you know there has to be an element of that as well where you have you need to have chaos. Go for it, lads. Just go for it. Yeah, but, but that's it, though. A bit of chaos. A bit of chaos. Yeah. Were, it's very regimental and disciplined. That's it. Have a bit of chaos. And you know what, though? We never tear into teams right from the no. off, neither, and get the crowd behind. Steady, we steady, every, steady. We yeah. let every team, we let every team, home or away, settle into a game. That's yeah. another point Donna made. Uh, Donna Oates says, we, we don't, we just said, I think they're, they're the words he used, we just don't get stuck at the teams from the off. Um, every team is easy into a game, and I'm, I'm, and as well, like every fucking, I'm pissed off seeing every fan base coming down and having a great time over there too. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking pissing me off. UCD fans are going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> lunatics. <laughs> they're great for money, though. They're bringing a lot of money into the fans. But why? See them. But it's it's easy for everybody. The team, the fans, they're all having a great time when they're coming down here. Yeah, you know right. And you're right in exactly what you're saying. We let set teams like the first ten minutes of a game in the showgrounds. Is yeah, a piece get your of bearings. For any away thing. Get your bearings. Yeah. yeah, settle in, yeah. get your touch. Yeah, you know, see see what kind of moves your man your man. But, but we making. said we said it last week as well, though. Like, um, if we finish the game, if we the way we finished the game was like helter skelter. But why not have even twenty percent of that starting off the game? Yeah, but the, because the, the this game isn't a new thing. Go on, Connor. We, we need to get Paddy Kirk into the middle of the field for the first ten minutes. He takes a few people out. First yellow card. Close to a second yellow card. Whip him off after 15 minutes. Get Bulger back on. Or McDonald yeah. back on. But you, sure, you know what? The, you One of the, the highlights t- of the season was Paddy Kirk's tackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... That's what we're getting excited about. Ah, no, come on. Lads. We're what, no, but it is. No, but you're, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that he's getting stuck in. Should be, what are you going on about? Yeah. What tackle? Yeah. You know what I'm on about? Yeah. No, And what I find as well, when Kirk came on the last day, right? And this is another thing that I find endemic in the team is that we we like playing on the front foot and we like playing out from the back and we like pushing on. But when and, and we love and Paddy loves the tackle and fair fair play to him. But when the ball goes over our head in behind, when they like what you were saying there, Sean and Magoo, when they chip it in behind us, we don't like running back towards our own goal. Now no defender does, mm-hmm. but we need to have so many enthusiasm, like we've loads of enthusiasm trying to push on. But we don't have as much enthusiasm or endeavor try, tracking back, and that's a big fucking problem. You want to talk about goals we conceded? Yeah, like well, if you look at the goals over the last three games, first goal against UCD, right? We gave away a penalty; it was a mistake, right? Fair enough. Second goal, or goal against Shelburne. Goal. Shells, yeah, shells, shells, Shelburne. Sorry, uh, the second game then against Bowes, we had a throw in in our in a, deep into their half, five yards from the the end line, um, and they score from that. Uh, Oma Cherry was able to run 90, 100 yards, pass it off to Lane Burt. Yeah. Wasn't one tackle, one challenge, nobody engaged. Absolutely yeah. no one. UCD, Colin <laughs> Whelan's first goal. Kurgan came in from the left, ran through the centre, passed it into Whelan. He took two touches, got a shot off, scored. Not one tackle, no one engaged. And I think both of those, both of the UCD goals come from passes out of the Rovers' defence that end up with the second one. Yes. The second one is a throw in from Paddy Kirk. He throws it into Buckley, and do you know what? It was a good throw. I wouldn't wouldn't fault Paddy Kirk at all. It was actually a little bit imaginative. And Buckley was in plenty of space. He gave away, gave away a poor ball. Fair enough, no problem. Mistakes. 
But again, nobody engaged with the UCD player. He was able to run 20, 30 yards, get a shot off, and nobody tackled him. Not one. So all of these goals have come from our mistakes, but also just in my, worse, in my opinion, is that nobody fucking tackled. The only tackle that went in was O'Sullivan, and he fucking tackled from behind. Yeah, stupid tackles. All avoidable. And lazy. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to disagree with anything Jerry said there. Yeah. So it is. Uh, what about a uh, quick mention for Liam Kerrigan? Excellent. Get him in. Get him in. Ah. Excellent. Yeah. Class. He was very good. Um, he tore McCourt apart at times. Yeah. Very direct. Um, good on the ball. Didn't let the pitch bother him, obviously. Um, good use of the ball. Very good. He's um, beefed up an awful lot as well. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, he he looks he looks a f- almost like a finished article at this stage. You know what, though, Connor, as well. Just I wouldn't let it p- pass by. Is Jack Haney was absolutely was immense, brilliant. immense. Yeah. He was fucking brilliant. So he cultured. Was, oh, yeah. I mean, look at if, if I, I take I'd I'd have both of them back in the morning if we could. Yeah. Oh, you stop. I'm I'm, I'm getting into the car now, so I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just Jack though. It just shows um, what a manager can do for a player. Like he's gone up to UCD and they've taken him and they've, they've just seen that he's not box to box. We wanted too much from Jack Keeney and that's where people were getting on top of him then saying, you know, he's not athletic enough to get up and down and get into attacking positions and then get back and recover. Yeah, but he took up a more advanced position than our number six. But we're, no, where UCD used him the other day, you know, was to just plant him in front of the back four, move across side to side, clear up everything and be yeah. smart. Well, I'd say O'Connor is saying that he wasn't tr- sitting... He, yeah, five he, yards off the centre back. No, no, he no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. You know, but he just marshaled his area brilliantly. Yeah. He and was, he was picking up second ball. He was fighting yeah. for first balls that his centre halves or his fellow midfielders were picking up a centre. If that's the way balls. Jack wants to continue his career, he's going to have a serious career in the League of Ireland. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be at UCD long. He's going to have a top club because he's brilliant on the ball as well. And then he have the added bonus of his set pieces as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Look at I think um, I don't know like I don't know what's going to happen to to I think both of those players have finished their or they're coming towards the end of their degrees if they haven't finished them already um, in UCD. Um, so both yeah. of those players add value to our squad. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred percent, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Colin Whelan looked good as well. I mean, he'd kind of gone off the That's boil. Right. I think he took his goals very well. Um, yeah. The ability to get it off his right onto his left like yeah. that was quality. Yeah. You want to see a left footer, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> we struck he's, that ball with his left foot. I was listening to a few people were kind of saying, you know, because he hadn't scored, you know, maybe yeah. was he a first division flash in the pan, but when you when you watch him live, he's not he's a flash good. in the pan. He's going across the water. He's yeah, he's top class. Um anything else on the UCD game before we finish up? <clears throat> What was the crowd? The crowd was a bit. I know UCD didn't have an away crowd, but I suppose eighteen hundred is still a little bit disappointing. Um, and our crowds, our crowds have been okay, but when you look around all the rest of the, the the grounds around the country, they're all like sellouts, and they're sold out a couple of days in advance. They're getting three thousand plus, whereas we don't seem to be getting that bounce, which is a bit concerning. Um, and then obviously results on top of that aren't going to help too much but it is something that we haven't struggled before in the past 
we don't seem to have increased our crowds, probably regressed a little bit, which is, as I say, it's a bit concerning. Yeah. Was, again, do you think, but, sorry, Connor. Go on, yeah, uh, go on. Do you think our off-season has led to that a little bit as well, though, in regards to, you know, the way it was with the player recruitment and everything, yeah. everything was just a wee bit, it was a wee bit of a mess, kind of seemed rushed towards the end. Yeah. And people weren't as positive going into the season as maybe we should have been. Yeah, and we're all um, kind of guilty of it as well. Yeah, like, I, I don't think we had enough time to sell, sell yeah. the product. Um, it was very much lastminute.com and the games were upon us. And because even, even the pre season friendlies, yeah. like they weren't the best results or performances, so people were kind of like, oh, they're in trouble. Like, when yeah. it shouldn't have been the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so just very quickly, we've played everybody now. Um, uh, what are our thoughts on on um, how the league is going to play out? Having seen everybody, are we, you know, are we conf- like are we in a bit of a battle now to try and maintain our European spots? Like, if you look at Connor, right, um, we played the first round of games um, and we're fourth in the table, and some people are putting a positive spin on it, like as an oh yeah, look that's great, you know, it's great to be where we are and all that. Uh, ha- like with the start that we've had I would be disappointed that we're currently fourth to be honest with you um, if you ask me if I if I take uh, like I would take your hand off to finish fourth uh, come the end of the season because look we know by and large that gets you Europe again and I would take that but at the same time too we want to be progressing last year we got fourth we were happy enough with that but at the same time we were disappointed with our European run we were disappointed with going out of the cup. So there are two areas that, yeah, okay, I take fourth, but we need to improve on the European and cup runs. If that makes sense. I go along with a lot of what Jerry says there, especially with the European and cup runs. We need to improve in that. And I give one kind of trying to put a positive spin on it. I like to try and keep things as positive as I can. Is yeah. If if we like we're sitting in fourth now, okay. So if you would come to us now and we had maybe lost lost at Inchy Core, um still drew or whatever up in Derry, and you know, you don't get the result away at Shams, and you'd won two of these games and maybe drew one as well in the last three that we've had, you're still kind of sitting in fourth. Will people be as negative towards the season or yeah. would they be positive? Suppose we started off so good, it's kinda it, you know, it, it, are we looking too much at the results, the isolated results at the moment, whereas we should be just looking at the table and seeing where we are and say, right, look, after the first round of fixtures, we're where we should be. We're not in a really concerning position or anything like that. We're not way off the pace. But I just think if the, if the performances continue the way they are. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're in trouble. Yeah. Like, you won't get away with that. for the, Like no. we won't get a 10 game spell like we did last yeah. season. And that's why I would bite your hand off to take fourth now. Yeah. You're like you because, won't get away with that again. Yeah, you won't get away with that again. Uh yeah. So, well, look at look we, from we if you think, take it. If I don't think we've, I don't think. Um, what did we finish on last year? Points wise, we finished on fifty-seven points. Um, you know, if you take each of the four uh, quarters of the season, uh, we haven't we haven't amassed enough points on average, probably to um, to 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 maintain that kind of you know, 57 points that we got last season. Yeah. So I think um, uh, from that regard, 
you know, and maybe like, you know, an additional three points. Well, this, this was probably seen as a hard set of fixtures, though. Shams, Pats, Derry away. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're switching around, it's going to get harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look at um, yeah. I think I just think if if we ha- if we had a win against um, if we picked up three points or if we had a win somewhere in the last three games, it probably would have a, yeah, a, a different reflection of things in my in my mind anyway. Um, okay, so look at uh, earlier on we said that um, we were going to hear from Brendan Fitzsimons from um, the senior women's team and um, Ronan Flanagan caught up with Brendan during the week and he started off by asking him whether he was happy. Uh, with the team's start to the season, you know, it's, for us, it's been it's been a, as far as we can, you know, we're concerned. It's been a really pleasing start. Um, you know, when you consider that the team has only been together for they got to three months really at this stage, and, and really when we got things narrowed down, it's it's probably even less than that. Um, so, you know, for us to have that many points on the board at this stage of the season um, is is really pleasing and probably more pleasing than that is you know that we're seeing improvements kind of week in and week in uh, week in week out I should say we're, we're seeing the improvements in the team and you know that's I suppose the kind of one of our goals of this season is to make sure that we are seeing those improvements week in week out and it's been really, it's great to see that at the minute. So to have those points on the board is is excellent so far, really. And going back to the first home game of the season against DLR, you're a Sligo Rovers fan yourself. How proud, from your point of view, were you to be part of a Sligo Rovers team in a National League competition? Oh, huge. Um, I mean, like when Steve, Steve asked me to get involved in... Uh, back, uh, I suppose, over uh, December. So, um, you know, it's it's nothing you have to to hesitate about. Absolutely, would love to get involved and to be part of, uh, you know, something that's that's a piece of history for Sligo Rovers. You know, as a fan, that's that's fantastic. But but more so, like, you know, to be part of something that you know I think is going to be huge for Rovers in the next number of years. Um, and to have that little moment in it, it's huge. And I, I think it's it's only going to go one way. And, you know, we can even see that with the support that um, the, the team has got and from everyone within the club and the goodwill from, you know, fans and people outside the club, you know, it's, it's definitely going to go one, you know, only going to go one way for sure. How important was it that you got your first win of the season so earlier on against Cork City down in Turner's Cross? Um, it was brilliant. Um, you know, it's it's kind of was commented on by a few people at the time, but it's it's quite rare that teams, new teams into the league, whenever they join, get a win so early on. For us to go down to Cork, and I think you know we said this after the match as well. You know, there's not many Sligo Rovers. You know, it can be rare enough that a Sligo Rovers team goes down to Cork and comes back with three points. Um, so that was pleasing. But you know, the fact that we were able to do that in our third game. And I suppose, you know, for, for us, for the girls, the team, and for us as the backroom team, it really gives a, a kind of, I suppose it shows that the belief that, that everyone has in them isn't unfounded, that there's some brilliant footballers in that team and that they can go and they can compete and they can get points and finish, you know, well up when hopefully the season comes to end and get better as, as each game and each week progresses, you know. 
And speaking of competing there, the last game before we had they had the break was the one nil defeat to Shelburne. But I'm sure you can take plenty of heart from that performance in that game. Yeah, um, you know, like that was, I suppose, again, you're talking about how, you know, how far the, the team has come in that kind of short period of time. Um, but, you know, we went up to, to Shelburne with with a game plan um, and they were so disciplined and they were so, they executed everything that that, that was asked of them um, right up until I think the 92nd minute that Shelburne scored in. And, you know, that's a team that's going to be playing in the Champions League this year. It's a team that had three internationals playing for them. They brought Serge Noonan off the bench. They brought Abby Larkin, who's an Irish international, off the bench. And to go to Talca Park and hold them, you know, scoreless for the vast, vast, vast majority of that match, um, it's, it's fantastic. It just shows the belief that, you know, that they that that our team needs to have in themselves because they can go and they can mix it like they can they can play and we we could have even nicked that game at the end. That's it. And you mentioned earlier on about the talented players that are on their team. And recently, it was only last weekend we saw that Emma Doherty scored two goals for the Republic of Ireland under nineteen team. She's been actually played the, the three group games for the qualifiers. Unfortunately, they didn't qualify. But how is it? How important is it for? young girls in the area, the Sligo, Leitrim, the North Roscommon area, all the area that are, the Mayo area that are attracted to Sligo Rovers, even South Donegal, North Donegal, that they can see that if they come to Sligo Rovers, they have a platform to get onto international teams. It's, it's massive and it can't be, it, it, you know, can't be understated or underestimated. Um, and, you know, we can even see that at, at the matches, like the whole, you know, the couple of home matches we've had so far against DLR and against Bose, the the girls that are, you know, the, the the young girls' teams that are coming to matches, the crowd, and even from talking to people, you know, people that maybe maybe don't have, you know, a huge interest in Sly Rovers, maybe don't have a huge interest in football, but do have young daughters or daughters that play football and for them to be able to come down to the showgrounds and see that, you know, first of all, that there's a senior women's team there and um, a senior women's team that's so well supported. And then when you've got players like Emma, as you pointed out, who's obviously doing fantastically for the Irish under 19s, I suppose, I, I suppose really as, as, as girls are getting older and they're maybe thinking about where they can play football and what, what, what's achievable for them. You've got players like Emma, Emma Doherty there, who's done so, so well, to say with the Irish under 19s, but you've got players like Emma Hansbury, who's played, you know, for the senior national team. Uh, Jim McGuinness has uh, in underage caps as well. You know, there's so many players there for younger girls to look up to, to look up to, and to have them playing week in week out in the showgrounds, um, it's it's huge for them. Looking ahead now to Saturday's game at the showgrounds, the the. Would you be hoping for a first home win of the season against Treaty United? Well, I, I look, you know, I think we look, we go into every every match we play, whether it's 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 home away, we're, we're looking to pick up the wins, and I don't don't think because it's it's Treaty United, it's 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 any different. Um, but but certainly, like you know, I think after the performance that we had against Shelburne, and it kind of, there's a kind of saying there, but you know that was that was brilliant. But we have to take. The performance that we put in that match and you know if we can apply it to, to to the treaty game you know you'd be hopeful that it's a game that we can we can pick up points in if, if we play 
to the strengths that we have. And, and probably that's something I think, you know, we've shown down in Cork that we've got, you know, some fantastic firepower between midfield and and the attack when they get the chance to show it. Um, and, you know, we'd be hoping that, you know, with the work that we put in this week in training and, you know, with a, with a relatively um, full squad that if we perform as well as we can, we can definitely pick up, you know, or, or put in a performance that we'd hope, you know, be worthy of getting a few points. But, you know, Tradier, you know, Tradier are very much going to be a team that's looking to get points on the board as well. You know, there's no team in, in this league is going to finish way off adrift of anyone else. Um, and we'll have to be wary of that. You know, we can't, you can't approach that game as if it's, it's anything uh, other than a battle ahead, you know. So thanks a million to Ronan Flanagan there. Uh, you would have heard Ronan Flanagan on Ocean FM uh, doing some bits and pieces for the sports department over the last number of weeks. And we hope to hear uh, more from him uh, throughout the season on our own podcast. Uh, thanks a million to Brendan as well for chatting to him. Uh, it has been a pretty positive start to their inaugural season. Would you or would you not agree? You'd agree, I guess, lads. Jerry? Yeah, it's been really good. Um you know, I suppose the toughest game has been against um, uh, P-Mount. Um, that was a bit of a... That. Yeah. <laughs> huh? 3-0. 3-0, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I suppose the game against Shelburne, like, they were really, really unlucky. Conceded an injury time goal uh, against the champions away from home. So that just shows you the level of progression that they've made in such a short space of time. Yeah. Like, a matter of weeks. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so yeah, and 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 I haven't said that as well. Like, you know, I'm keeping an eye on the under 17s and the under 19s games, and I've been to one or two of them as well. And like their results are brilliant. Like they're beating all the top teams um, consistently. So I think the future can only get brighter. And really, really positive start. Considering we're only a matter of a few weeks into it. Yeah, um, and also great to see. Some of the team rep- being represented are representing um, the national squad yeah. in the under 19s. Um, Emma Doherty, who has scored as well a number of goals, she, she's brilliant, yeah. Um, <laughs> and good as well to hear Fitzel say that, um, you know, they're, they're seeing consistent improvement week on week, yeah. which you know, it's it's um, it's a credit to everybody involved, and particularly the players and to. Stephen and his team. Uh, they're playing Treaty United uh, in the showgrounds on Saturday. The game kicks off at two o'clock. Treaty United are managed by any anybody? Donna Reardon. Donna Reardon. Yeah. Well done, Jerry. Well yep. done. <laughs> uh, former Rovers manager, Donna Reardon. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Friday night under the lights, uh, Oriel Park. Uh, what are we looking for here? Uh, we're looking for. What, what are you looking for, Sean? I'm going to put it put it in the block of games. We're looking for four points out of these two. Who we who we playing after Dundalk? Harps on Monday night away. Okay. Obviously, the ideal situation is six, but realistically, I'd take four. So it's a draw in, in Dundalk and a win in Donegal. Preferably. Preferably. I go the opposite. I think we'll beat Dundalk away and we'll draw with Harps. And why do you think we'll beat Dundalk away? Because I just think that Dundalk don't score enough goals. Yeah. I know we're not free scoring either, but their goal return has been really, really poor. Um, like they drew nil all there with Pats the weekend to watch the game. Um, they never looked like scoring. Hoban get a touch of the ball. 
So, look, in fairness, they're very, very good defensively. I could see us probably maybe winning by a goal up there. Um, Harps away, just Harps is always difficult away. Um, and it's not the happiest. We actually probably over the last few years have a better record at Oriel than we do at Finn Park. Yeah. Um, Finn so, Park's a nightmare. It's always a nightmare. Yeah, hey, what just, about the pitch up there, huh? Well, we, we, we can't complain. <laughs> I just watched some of the highlights of the, the Harps versus Derry game and the pitch didn't look great. But look, we, who are we to, to say to criticise? So um, it might suit us in the long run. Um, Magoo, what about you from a, a setup point of view, uh, team wise? What would you want to see going into the game against Dundalk? Um, yeah, it depends if Keane is back or not. Well, I don't. I think the I think the Dundalk game will be uh, just too it's close, too. but I think he'll be back for Harps. It's probably more the same. So, like, I'd imagine probably a toss up between Hamilton and Kyo for the number ten at the minute. Although I'd say away from home, actually, he might play the three in the middle. Uh, more and Nile might come back in with Bulger and Adam I would say but you know at least it puts as if there's any positive from the UCD game is that Bada got two got off mark for two goals and uh, and two set pieces we scored from two so yeah and I think I think he, he deserves a bit of credit as well he did well for the first goal came across the first front post front post and um, you know the the the, the second goal was a bit of a Hail Mary ball but um, he, he was on the end of it his keeper did him a bit of a favour as well but like for, you, you think we have to but give him credit as well yeah. Yeah, he, he had a to... he had a bit of a Dinny Corcoran game <laughs> that's the yeah. best way that's a perfect, uh, a perfect you take decision. that yeah 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 because yeah. my young fella you know he was at the game I was, and I met him I, I, I met him in the house then after the game and he was like jeez how did Madison on the pitch he was shite and I said yeah but he scored two goals and he was like, "Yeah, but you sure he didn't do anything else?" And he said, "He said for he scored two goals." Yeah, no Yeah, I'm like Jerry though. I wouldn't be surprised to see us go on and beat Dundalk away from home, like so. Yeah, and um, be fairly, I'd be fairly confident we get something anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after all we've said, and and you know, I think I think we're fair. As we said before on this pod last year, probably in the every four, where we think we better stay away from home. Pressure's off. Pressure's off. Yeah, we have players to suit. We have play, our players. We have suit play on the break too. Fitzgerald O'Sullivan, even Mada is very pacey. Like so, we draw a line in it. Uh, thanks for sponsors the White Hag and nobody predicted the two-two draw against UCD in our beer scorecast. Nobody predicted it. Over 100 entries. Is that right, Jerry? Over 100 entries? Yeah. Um, so we'll be running the competition again. Uh, keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter on Friday morning. Hopefully we'll get it out and uh, get your predictions in. And if you do predict the correct score and use the hashtag beer scorecast, tag the white hag, tag us. Uh, and at the end of the game, if you've got the right score, you'll be in with the shout of getting a case of white hag beer. And uh, what else was I going to say? I had something else to say, but it's gone out of my head. Um, uh, yeah, so Saturday afternoon at two o'clock in the showgrounds, uh, Slug Rovers versus Treaty United in the Women's National League. Uh, if you're not going, or if you're around, uh, you should definitely go in. Uh, season tickets get in for free. Is that am I still right in saying that, yeah? yeah? And it's a fiver after that as a gift for, for, to get in the gate. And... Um, 
they're treaty bottom the league, so I think uh, we'll be we'll be looking for three points there as well. Mm. Um, anything else about the underage teams as well? Um, has anybody seen any action over the last number of weeks? Uh, no, I didn't see anything this weekend. I was away, so there wasn't a lot this weekend at home, anyway. So I think there's only no. like one, one game or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's something we probably need to look at going forward as well as to maybe give results and and fixtures um, because those games probably don't get enough publicity either. Yeah. Um, so they're the future. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sean, thank you. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, lads. Magoo, good to have you back. Cheers, lads. Good to be back. In the Magoo Mobile. Jerry, yeah. good to speak to you. Yeah, Connor, looking forward to a feast of football over the, the bank hall the weekend. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Thanks a million. Thanks for listening. We will never forget this day.